All alone and broken hearted Trying to calm the raging battle in my mind In search of many answers That my troubled soul just couldn't seem to find I saw flower blooming where there was no rain or sunshine. And I knew not that this flower would change the rest of my life. found a place to leave my burden. I found refuge from the storm. A place where I trained my dark skies to beaming rays of sunshine. I found a lily his wonderful name. Amen. So if you're down and broken hearted and you just can't seem to find peace of mind You're searching for your answer but your problems are getting worse all the time Whoa. Just lift your hand to Jesus. He'll take you in and break the ties of Yes, he will. Praise God. He'll be the lily in your valley. And you can watch him bloom all the time. He'll be a lily in your valley. In your valley. He'll be strength. When you walk, when you will be the place to leave your burdens. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be the refuge from the storm. A place where you trade your dark skies to beaming rays of sunshine. He'll bloom all the time. I found a lily in my valley. In my valley. I found strength when I was one. I, I found a place to leave my burdens. Woo! I found refuge from the storm.
in my valley, and he blooms all the time. I found a lily in my valley. Christ and he'll help you isn't that wonderful isn't he our lily of the valley and he blooms all the well we got something to be excited about shout about we got a promise a promise it's his word well glory praise God I found a lily in my valley Concentrate on him and walk. 
we have gathered in your house this morning, Jesus. Lord, we thank you this morning. And as I was sitting there, all I could think about is we need to repent as a nation. Lord, let us repent in our hearts this morning, God. Lord, we ask you for forgiveness, God, for what is going on around our nation. Lord, what's going on in this month, God? Lord, you said pride goeth before a fall. And Lord, I ask you this morning to let that pride fall. Lord, that's being worshipped this morning, God. Lord, I ask you, God, to let us take up the armor of God this morning, Jesus. Jesus. And Lord, let us prepare our hearts as the battle this morning, God. Lord, let us take up the sword and the shield of faith this morning, God. And Lord, shut our feet with the preparation of the gospel. And Lord, help us every day to put on the helmet of salvation, God. Lord, that we can remember who we are and who we are in you this morning, God. We thank you this morning as a congregation, God. Lord, let us come together. And Lord, let us repent. And God, call out to your name this morning, Jesus. Lord, humble our hearts this morning, God. Lord, we thank you this morning, Jesus. And Lord, may you have the mercy upon our hearts, our church, and this nation. And Lord, most of all, upon our children. We thank you this morning, God, and we give you praise and glory. And if there's one that doesn't know you this month, this day, God, Lord, let them come to the saving knowledge of your grace today. We thank you this morning, God. We praise you and we worship you today, Father. When he walks among us, all that he does, all of his mercy, all of his love, the pen of a writer could write every day. Even this world could never contain. I have been blessed. He's warmth in the winter, flowers in spring, the laughter of summer, and the changing of leaves. He's food on my table, a good place to sleep, clothes on my back, and shoes on my feet. I have been blessed. voice that can talk, hands that can touch, and legs that can walk, ears that can listen, and eyes that can see, oh, I've got to praise Him as long as I breathe, oh, I have been Sisters and brothers, memories made, a pastor to lead us, an altar to pray, stripes that can heal and blood that can save. 
flag stands for freedom and all that is worth. She stands in the harbor, Miss Liberty calls. All they gave some, but some gave it all so we could be blessed. Here's that verse I love the most. think about that thinking of a Benton Gibson and a Mike and others that served our country and gave their life that I may have this right to stand up and sing they walked that beach they walked that battle and they fought that but more than anything I have a savior that went to a cross to fight all my battles when I feel I'm overwhelmed oh he's my shoulder to lean on when I am so down the rock where he leads me when I'm overwhelmed. The place where he hides me, it's under his wings. He's not just the song, but he's the still going to be blessed. I will draw my strength from Jesus as I live upon his breast and I will take
that precious blood and from sin from sin I am set
such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, but nevertheless, we lay it at your feet. It's such a tiny offering compared to Such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, oh, but nevertheless, Lord, we lay it at your feet. Yes, one more time. It's such a tiny offering, Lord, compared to Calvary, yes, but nevertheless. We lay it at your feet. All that is within me cry for you alone. Be glorified, Emmanuel, God with us. My heart sings a brand new song. The day. Think about it, folks. It's such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, but nevertheless, we lay it at your feet. It's such a tiny offering compared to but nevertheless, we lay it at your feet. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? 
songs that God's led us that we're saying this morning. We've had wonderful music. We've had amazing testimonies. And we've only lost two-thirds of the crowd so far, so we're doing all right. <laughs> I know the junior church is really popular. We might have to go back there. But um, I know a lot of them are taking their kids back and they're coming back in. But God bless you and thank you so much. Remember the many needs that are upcoming this week, again, for the major surgeries for those that are going through that. Please remember to Pastor Tim as he's going on, coming back from vacation. Come back with us tonight if you can. Um, Tim had told me to ask uh, Randy or Andy, and both of them's schedules are pretty packed and pretty full, but Randy said he felt he had a word for us tonight. So Brother Randy Blair will be preaching tonight. We ask that you'd come back and hear what God's laid upon his heart for the congregation tonight. And we thank you for all the many, many blessings. My last word of advertisement for our men's group next month we're celebrating five years so I'm trying to get it out there if you've ever came one time no time anytime or whatever we invite you to come back it's a night of celebration five years that we've been doing the men's group together and uh, we're thankful for what God has done so with that being said uh, we'll try to be as quick as we can be but also thorough as we can be I mean uh, probably got another two or three hours that you can stay with me and we'll see if we can get done quicker than that See, I already lost Johnny since I said two or three hours. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, I'll try to be quicker, man. You don't have to leave yet. Come on back, Johnny. I'll be faster. <laughs> I could tease Johnny because he always teases me. So it kind of, believe me, it goes two ways. But I was thinking about this message and God laid something upon my heart. And I always like to set up what I believe God's led me to do by a little story that kind of gets us into it. A couple was sitting outside in the early springtime as things began to flourish and things began to grow and everything looked great. I mean, everything was beautiful. The trees were coming, sprouting out, the, the flowers were growing, and, and, and life seemed to be flourishing everywhere. And everything seemed to be beautiful. And, you know, they, as they were sitting there, they began to notice, and one of them said, but... There's something wrong with that one over there. It, it, it looks like it's got some, something's wrong with it. And of course the husband, knowing everything, said, no, it's, it's fine. It, no, I'm telling you, there's something wrong. Uh, okay, whatever, but it looked great. It looked beautiful, green and growing and flowing. And what could be wrong, right? So they call in an expert, and the expert says, yes, indeed, there's death where there seems to be life. There's a problem that you're not noticing. 
There is death amongst us. And if you don't do something now, there will be a catastrophic loss. And you'll never be able to replace that which has died with something new because that which is living now has had a long, long time. You'll never get back to that same point. And the words were basically spoken that you may see life, but there's dying on the vine. There's dying on the vine. I'm going to ask you today to turn your Bibles to John 15. There was death on the vine. Now in this situation, one most assuredly would appreciate the, the discernment of the one that knew. You know, it might not be any fun. You say, you know, if you don't do something about this, you're, it's going to cost you a lot. You know, you're going to have to tear things down. You're going to have to replace things. You're going to have to go out there and be digging and cutting. And, and you're just going to have to start over from scratch unless you do something now because there's dying on the vine. And even though the cost was more than one wanted to take at that time, it was necessary to deal with the dying on the vine. Because if they didn't deal with it then, it would be too late. Now there seemed to be life. There seemed to be great things going on. To, to the ones that didn't know, everything looked fine. To the world, I mean, Sister Cindy gave a great testimony when she was out there in that life a long time ago. Boy, Cindy's having a good time. She's a partying. Shoo! But there's dying in the vine, wasn't there? It was an emptiness down within that only the Lord can replace. You know, and God did a work, and now what's in there cannot. And it is so much better. It's not recovered, it's redeemed. Now, many of us may look at our lives and say, everything's good. Everything's fine. There may be others that look at you from the outside and say, everything looks pretty good. Everything looks fine. They're coming to church. They're doing these things. They're, they're, they're trying to be better. They're, they're, they're doing all the better things they can. They're getting in all these things. In fact, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. But the discerning eye of the husbandman is saying unto us in John 15, there's dying on the vine. There's dying on the vine. Now you're part of the vine. No one is saying that you are a reprobate or that you're lost. You're connected to that vine. You're connected to what the Lord has done in your life. You've accepted him as your savior. You've even maybe come to an altar of prayer at one time. You've maybe even sang a song at one time. You, you've maybe taught junior church or you've come to class or, or you've done all these church things and you, and you participated in all the things you've even signed the book but there's dying on the vine and you know it why can I say that I've been there there was a few times a while back within the last six months I felt like man I'm just empty I, I, I'm just dead I'm dying, Lord. I'm part of the vine. I know I'm part of you. I know you love me. I know I went to an altar prayer a long, long time ago. I know you've called me to speak your word. And I know I've tried to follow you in everything I've ever done. There's been rough days. There's been tough days. There's been days of darkness. There's been days of loss. There's been days of despair. And even though I know I'm part of you, I'm dying. I'm dying on the vine. I'm there, but I'm dead. I am as dead as can be. 
I don't feel nothing anymore. I, the, the, nothing feels like it inspires me anymore. It feels like what's it matter? Nobody cares. You know, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You're not Tim. I'm, I'm not trying to ask for any nothing here. But, you know, you're not Tim. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You're not Andy. You're not good looking like Andy. You're, you're not intelligent like Randy. You know, you're not eloquent like Bill. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm stretching the truth here now. I better get back here. But, you know, you're not one of them. You know, I felt like I was dying on the vine. It didn't matter no matter what. I was part of that vine. I, I know I was part of the true vine. I know I was connected to that which was right. I, I wasn't part of a false thing. I wasn't part of something that didn't matter or something that didn't last. I was connected to... God himself through his son, Jesus Christ. I was in that vine. But man, I was dying. Dying. Dying on the vine. And have you ever felt that way in your life? You may not see it, but the discerning eye here this morning can tell you, many of you are dying on the vine. I see it in you so strongly that you don't even know it's there. And that's what the problem is. To the self, we look and say, everything's okay. Everything's good. I got it. I got my, put my language to rest. I put on my spiritual best. I'm going to church. I got my church kit today. I got everything right. I got my Bible. I got my suit on. I've got all those things. Boy, I got my, I got my church stuff on today. I'm, I, I'm doing church today. Woo, I got it figured out. You keep doing church, you're going to die on the vine. You are going to die on the vine. You need to do Jesus. You need to do Jesus. The husbandman in this passage in John 15, as we begin to read this passage, it tells us, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may be, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me as I in you, excuse me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I want to tell you a few things today in the next few moments that I have time to speak to you this morning. Hopefully to offer you a word of encouragement. Hopefully to lift up your spirit. Hopefully to let you know that it's not too late. See, the thing that was good about when that discerning guy came out, that arborist guy came out, that guy that knew this stuff said, but it's not too late. You can do something now to the death that you don't see. The first thing that I want you to know this morning in the very situation that you are in, where you're at right now, feeling cold, feeling empty, feeling unfulfilled, feeling like it doesn't matter. You feel like you're just dying on the vine. You've come to church for so many years. You've done the church thing so much. You've done this, you've done that, but yet you just don't feel like nothing ever matters anymore. That you feel empty, you feel in despair. You want you to know something in John 15 too is this, every branch in me. The Lord is concerned about every branch. God is concerned about everyone here this morning 
within the sound of my voice. You matter to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And his Father loves you so much that he sent forth his Son that whosoever will believe in him will have eternal life. Every branch matters to our Heavenly Father. You may feel like you don't. To the world, they'll just spit you up and chew you out. You're just the number. That company you work for, that you think you're the most important person, if you quit on Friday, Monday morning, they're going to have somebody else at your desk and they're ready to go. That situation that you think is more important than anything else, that, that you're going to not attend your church anymore or you're going to skip this or you're going to do that or that's all so much important. You, you've got to make it to that show. You've got to make it to that event. All those things are more and more important to you. And, and, you know, and, and, and you put Jesus and the Lord and stuff on the back burner. But I want you to know, even when you do that, every branch that you are, he cares for you. He cares about you more than you ever realized. He loves you more than you've ever realized. He cares about your condition that you are found in him. You ever fathom that? That when you came down to an altar of prayer, that when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you became part of the family of God. Wow. That's pretty impressive. So much that I think maybe one of you almost smiled. You're part of the family of God. You are part of God's family. He loves you so much that he put you into his vine and made you part of him. He grafted you in and now you are part of the family of God and he cares about that connection that you have with him. But more than anything, he cares about your condition. It matters to him. Now when that arborist looked at that tree, he was come out with a few things that had come back to us and said, well, first of all, it's damaged. You know, the, the winds and the storms and the things that have happened, they've damaged it. And, and even though maybe you can't see it, you know, 20, 30 feet up, it's damaged. It's, 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 it's broken. It's, it's, it's hurting up there. It's damaged and you don't see it. I know many of you are damaged and broken. You're hurt. You're hurting. Life hasn't gone how you thought it would go. You're just, in fact, you're broken. You are so broken that you don't even realize it. You're so hurt. You're so damaged. But the Father is calling out to you in your brokenness. It's not the end. When something that is broken, it can be fixed and repaired. We think about in the Bible the stories with these Jacob and Esau, Sister Sue. Somebody in God's family... That one was nothing but a little brat, wasn't he? Jacob, God dealt with him, worked with him, called him. And here he is, he's got to face his Esau. But before he can face that Esau, he's got a penile moment where God has to deal with him and break him. And tell him that, hey, you're no longer Jacob and now you're Israel. I'm going to take that brokenness in you. I'm going to take that which was in you and I'm going to renew it, restore it and change the very person whom you are so that you can go forth and face your Esau. But Jacob's standing there, oh my goodness, I've got to go talk to my brother who I've wronged, I've hurt. I'm sure he's going to kill me. 
but there was no death. Because you know what? You may be broken, but there's blessing beyond brokenness at times. I think about Jesus at the Last Supper when he took that which was the loaf and he broke it and he blessed it and said, take, eat. This is now part of my body. You're part of the family of God, but you're broken. You're depressed. You're stressed. You're undernourished. You know, that, that arborist was speaking to the people that are there. You know, there's no life there. It, it needs more water. It's got diseases. It's got this. There's brokennesses. There's damage there. You know, and if you don't do something now, there's death. And it's, you know, the fact is, you're going to have to be digging something up and fixing this thing. You're going to have to pay several thousands of dollars. You're going to have to start over from scratch. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to call Connie over and get her to work. You're going to have to dig way down, and and it's going to be more work than you realize, too. Because it's undernourished. It's underfed. It's been exposed to too much of the world. The sunlight and the wind and the damage have just dried it up. It's like the vines, the the, the stones and the, the ground that Randy preached about a few months ago. The world has choked it out. The cares of this world, or there was no depth to it. Or, or all these things were being experienced and it was causing death on the vine. But I want you to know that even in that aspect and even in that environment, every branch, every branch that is part of him, he cares for. You may think he doesn't. You're sitting there. Have you ever been in a church service and everybody's just shouting to the rooftop and you're saying, I must not be saved because I ain't getting it. I ain't feeling it. I must be lost. I mean, Sister Connie's running around the church, kicking her shoes off and flying around and going up and down, back and forth, and I, I ain't got what she's got. I must be as lost as can be because I ain't feeling that. You ever been there? No, none of you? Okay. Good good to know but you know something about being part of that branch and every branch that he has sometimes he's got to do some purging that's the tough part that hurts got to get in and cut out some things and take away some things and remove some things that don't belong in the vine I like what sister Cindy said I mean she basically preached a better message than I can standing up here Whatever it is is standing between you and the Lord that needs to be purged out. Many of you are participating or involved in things. You're part of the vine. I'm not saying you're lost. I'm not saying you're destitute. I'm not saying you're a horrible person. But there's things that you've adapted into the vine that don't belong there. It tells us in Psalms 19.13, Beware of presumptuous sins lest they have dominion amongst you and cause you to be guilty of the great transgression. It tells us in Psalms 139, 23, and 24, Lord, search me. Search out my heart. See if there be anything in me. That's the purging process. So maybe while you're part of the vine and you feel like you're dying on the vine, what's causing the problem is there's disease. There's things in there that don't belong there. And let's call them straightly what they are. It's rebellion and it's sin. You're living so much in the world... You're participating so much in the world. You're loving the world more than anything. Coming to church is drudgery. 
you're part of the vine, yeah, I got saved, yeah, but I don't feel nothing there. I want to go down to that place where they're really rocking it. Or I want to go to that club where they're really banging it out, man, I can feel it there. Woo! They really got something going down there. That's where it's at. And you come into church on a Sunday morning and you say, why am I even going? I don't even feel anything. It's boring. I don't want to be there. Yeah, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to be there. I don't want to go to that church. I want to be there. The Lord's got to purge that out of you. He's got to get that out of you. See, the problem is the second part of this message that he cares about every branch, the second part of this message is that we have to abide in him. Abide in him. See, the problem is when you begin to experience death on the vine, the problem is you're doing church. You're doing the church thing. You're coming. You're doing. You're doing your duty. Coming to church. I'm sitting in my fourth seat. There's nobody in the fourth seat. One, two, yeah, I can't. Oh, sorry, Gary. <laughs> so you're sitting in your second seat over here. And I've done my duty. I went to church. My mamma expects me to be there. My mom expects me to be there. My grandma, my whole family goes there. My loved ones, me and Bonnie, we're right behind the sixth seat. If we're not there, Sister Connie's going to think we backslid because we're not sitting in seat number six. If we sit in seat number five, she thinks we're on fire for the Lord. If we sit in seat number seven, she thinks we backslid. So we just don't know what to do, so we stay in number six. But sometimes in number six, we're dying on the vine. We need to move up a little bit. You know it. See, you've been doing the church thing for so long, you've lost Jesus in the midst of your religion. You've lost him. <laughs> that one that saved you, you, you don't even know him anymore. You know the church. You know all the rituals, and you know all the things you're supposed to do, but you don't know him. I can't lose. Oh, yeah, you can. His own mother and father lost him doing their rituals. They took him to the temple to offer him as a sacrifice. Three days later, they're on the other side of town and say, wait a minute, where's Jesus? I don't know. I thought you had him. I thought you had him. Before you know it, it's like, where's he at? I don't know. I, I suppose that he was here. He's always been here. He's always been around. Well, let's go look for him. You got him? Answer, no. Did you take it? Marsha, you been watching him? No. Johnny, oh, we know Johnny ain't watching him. Where'd he go? Nobody has him. Oh, my goodness. We've sought for him. We supposed that he was always here. But when we realized he's not, sorrow came upon our heart. And they had to go back to find him. And guess where they found him? Right where they left him. Right where they left him. Right where they left him. If you're dying on the vine, you need to go back and find Jesus right where you left him. Shiloh sang that song too early. Maybe you need to come to an altar of prayer. Maybe you need to find this Jesus you began a relationship with a long, long time ago. And stop doing, and I hope that you all understand when I say this, stop doing full gospel assembly. Do Jesus. Stop doing... I mean, I was watching a thing the other day. I don't know if it's good or bad or ugly. I don't know. But I was watching this documentary about a prominent church. And that's probably not something you should do. But it was a documentary. It was talking about this prominent church. And it had grown from a small group to thousands and thousands. And it has some of the most beautiful music in the world. And 
songs that inspire and thrill and lift up. But yet there was brokenness. The leadership was found to be fault. Acts of adultery, unfaithfulness, affairs within the leadership. In fact, the pastor cared about him so much that during the big church events, he'd come in in a limousine, come out, did his message, got in his back of his limousine and left. But what's so funny, most of the young people love to post their cute little sayings they always have. You need to be to somebody because you are somebody. Oh, I got to post that. I got to like that. You're special because God is special. Post that one. But after the brokenness was experienced and after the failure of the leadership, individuals were interviewed. I thought that he was a good guy. I thought, I, thought this was, I thought this was something really special. I, I really liked the band that I was in. I really liked the music that I was doing. I was getting to be an usher. I, I mattered. I, I was getting to take up offering. I was like Steve. I was holding the purse. I was counting the money. I was somebody. They let me play drums. I was also I was somebody. But when all that was taken away, they realized they were dead. There was nothing beyond that. Dying on the vine. They experienced loss, brokenness, hurt, and now are no longer even going to a church. Why am I going to go to church? A bunch of hypocrites over there. All they do is take your money. Pastors probably fooling around with half the people. Leadership, they ain't nothing but thieves. See, they abided in the church. Let me tell you something. I love my pastor, Tim, and he will embrace this. If you're coming here because you love to hear Pastor Tim speak, that's great. But if you're facing Pastor Tim, he's going to let you down sometime. Those cute stories that he tells sometimes or those fancy little quips. You know, after you heard them two or three times, it's like, well, I've heard that before. That great song that someone sang that was so inspiring the first time you heard it, it just thrilled you to the bones. You were jumping and shouting and ready to go. After you heard it for 27 times, it's like, when are they ever going to pick another song? They do that one. They beat that one to death. But at one time, it inspired you. Now it's just like, again? Don't DJ know anything else? No, he don't. He don't. Just can't get figured it out. He don't. See, the problem is when you're abiding in yourself and you're not abiding in Christ, you cannot bear fruit of self because the fruit that you bear comes from the root that you're attached to. You cannot bear fruit if you're attached to the wrong root. It's kind of fancy, it rhymes, on it? You must reconnect to the source. You must purge out that which has caused discord. You need to connect through Jesus. It tells us in verse number 3, you are cleansed through the word. It tells us that we are brought by the spirit through his church. I love a little song that I heard the other day. This lady was talking about a song that she wrote. She went to her grandfather's church. And she says, I know this stained glass has never saved a soul. I know it's just wooden pews. I know it's just this. I know it's just a building, but it's the building where Jesus changed my life. 
You might not want to come to church. You might be so sick of it, but you need to be in church. You need to be here because I, I needed to hear. I, I'm, hopefully, Cindy gets, doesn't get tired of me talking. But that was encouraging this morning, sis. Duran, your songs lifted me up this morning. I mean, if I was dying on the vine, you gave me a little shot to the root there this morning. I do have a lily in the valley. I have strength when I am worn. I have a place where I don't know no more, but I can go. Well, thank God that he is my lily in my valley. Because I tell you what, I got a lot of valleys. And all the other songs that were sang and the words that were sang. And who are we that he would be mindful of us? And Sister Betty, I am redeemed. I'm not recovered. I'm not this. I'm redeemed. I am even blessed. But if I try to do this in myself, if I try to figure it out myself, if I try to live this life of Christ by myself, I, you, we will die on the vine. You will die on the vine. Because of yourself, it even tells us in Scripture, you can do nothing. I know in today's modern churches, you can be everything God wants you to be. God loves you so much. You are so special. You can be everything. It's like the error that some of us baby boomers made with our children. You can be whatever you want to be, honey. If you decide you want to be a professional baseball player, you can be a professional baseball player. Let me tell you what, you figured out at six years old, a kid can't hit a fastball, he ain't going to be a baseball player. If the ball's hit to him in the outfield and he's running the other way, he ain't going to be a pro ball player no matter how much he wants to be a pro ball player. And good Lord knows if it's one of Corey's kids, they're going to be a medical physician because <laughs> every one of his to play a sport up in the hospital in the cast. You know, we've told them all, you can be whatever you want to be. You want to be a singer? Go ahead. You can be whatever you want to be. And then they get up, oh my goodness, they don't even hear how bad they are. They're flat and they're off key, but you're like the radio in the shower. Oh, yeah. Woo, boy, I'm good. Then you turn off the background music. It's like, wow, what was that horrible noise? Me. Because in me, I can do nothing. You as well. If you're feeling loss, if you're feeling brokenness, if you're feeling this, dying on the vine, realize that in yourself you are going to continue to be dead. I see it. Folks don't realize it, but the discerning view of one can look out and see that this is the last place that person wants to be. This is the last place this person wants to be. They cannot wait till this is over. And that DJ just keeps talking. And I'm shorter than Tim. He's got another 45 minutes. I mean, I love Pastor Tim, but when he says Becky comes up, it's another 30 minutes, guys. You know it. You're all getting excited when Tim says, come on up, Becky. You think he's almost done. No, he's got another 30 minutes, and you just got to live with it. That's not on tape, is it, Rick? He's a great man. But we need to connect to Jesus, because if you're trying to do this in yourself, you're going to be dead on the vine. You're going to die on the vine. You're dying. But the thing about it, 
one of the things that encourages much, he said, just keep my commandments and you're going to be all right. In John 15, he says, keep my commandments that your joy may be full. Just do what I've told you to do and it's going to be all right. Many times the problems that we have amongst our own self and why we begin to experience death is we think we figured it out and we say, God, I've got a better way. I've got another way. I've got a fancier way. I've got a more intelligent way. I've got a cooler way. I've got a better way. And I've got to do that because that's really going to make a difference. Yeah, maybe for a day or two it will. How many of you said, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. every morning and I'm going to read my devotional? About three days, you're up at 6 a.m. The fourth day, 6 o'clock already? Oh, man, I'm sleepy. I worked hard yesterday. I'm tired. Before you know it, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I missed it. Oh, it's just one day. It don't matter. Before you know it, one day turns into 6, 7. Oh, that never worked anyways. Abiding in yourself never works. Oh, I'll try this. I, I, I'll go to every church that's open this week. I'm going to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And boy, you'll go down there and you feel that fancy sermon and you hear that great song. And woo, that really did it. That's what I needed. I got it. Boy, I've been entertained this week. I've been, I've been encouraged. Boy, that was the best thing. And you go back to that. Wait a minute. It doesn't quite have what it had a week or two ago. It, it's kind of missing something, Bobby. It isn't, you know, maybe this wasn't the answer. Maybe I need to think something else out. Hey, let's come up with some programs. Woo, that'll do it. Some fancy programs. We'll organize it. We'll categorize it. We'll socialize it. We'll advertise it. We'll get it on there. Boy, we'll do it all. We'll get it all out there. We'll get it fancied up. We'll get, that'll be it. That program's going to be the answer. Nah. See, I, I, I'm kind of old. I realized it the other day. Sister Promise was out in the hallway making me and Bobby feel guilty. She says her mom keeps saying she's 20, but she's not 20 yet, and she doesn't want to be 20. And me and Bobby's, please, I'd love to be 20 again. <laughs> I mean, she's 19 and three seven-eighths and nine, I don't know what, a week or two away probably. She's, she's bemoaning that she's turning 20. I've went past that and dialed around again and back and forth again. And I realized, I said, hey, enjoy it while you can because the next 20 are going to go faster than the first 20. And after that, it's even quicker than that. We think we slow down as we get older, but guess what? Time doesn't. Even though I'm maybe not as quick as I used to be. Corey, I know. I'm not as fast as I ever once was. You should have seen me about 30 years ago. I could have almost not got ran over then. But you know what? Time keeps marching on. And you'll be there dying on that vine, not being in anything. Before you know it, it's going to roll into another day and another day and another day. And all of a sudden, that discerning guy is going to come by and say, I told you to do something. I told you. I know it was a certain amount of money and you didn't want to do it. I told you if you would have done something three months ago or six months ago, you could have saved this thing. Now you got to tear it all down. You have no choice. It's dead all the way. It's gone. It's beyond recovery. You think you won't get there, don't you? You think that could ever happen to you. 
Let me tell you what, when you stop having faith in the one that you had your faith in and you start having faith in something else, you're dead on the vine. You are dead. And you never thought it would happen. See, rebellion manifests itself in many different ways. It manifests itself in many different ways that we call sin. There may be actions of some of the things that were mentioned this morning, drunkenness or this or that or that. Or it may be that I, I no longer, I, I've got a loved one in my family. I, I wanted to smack them upside down and went back together. I was talking to one of them. He said, well, we're taking a break from church now because after all, Sunday's the only day I have off. <laughs> yeah, see how that works for you. You're the one that stood up in the pulpit and talked about being a pastor and, and your praise and worship teams. Well, all of a sudden now the praise and worship teams, you ain't getting to be the praise and worship team and you don't want to go to church anymore because you ain't the star anymore. Guess what? If you're coming here just because you sing, you might as well just sit down. Because if it ain't about Jesus, you're just yapping. We know what to do. Rebellion manifests us many different ways. We know what God has destined us to be. We know that a spirit was within us. But at last and least, the duty, you know what to do. You know what you should be doing to be a child of God. You know what it is to be the child of the vine. You know what it is to be one of those branches. But you're looking upon yourself and you realize there's no fruit at all. There's nothing. I'm just a branch sitting out here. Nothing at all. No fruit at all. Nothing is coming forth from me that I could even offer to someone else. The thing that's so inspiring about nature when you look out upon it, there's nothing more. I came home the other day. Believe me, I am not a gardener. I am not in any way, shape, or form. I am a gardener's helper. And that help is even suspect. But I came home the other day and I said, man, Bondi, those flowers just like overnight went boom. You know, she said, they've been like that for days. But I just noticed that they've been like that forever. Okay. I didn't know. There was no, but there's nothing more beautiful seeing the fruit of the vine come forth. I hope and I pray that this message today was taking in a way that the same way that arborists gave the counsel to those folks. Didn't want to hear the news. <laughs> Didn't really want to have to do anything about it. But the good news is it wasn't too late. Even though there was death on the vine, recovery could happen. This morning, as Becky and them come forward... <laughs> The good news is it's not too late. It's not. It's not too late. If you're in God's house this morning, it's not too late. You may not be feeling a thing. You may be as cold this morning. You may be as dead this morning. You may feel like nothing matters. You don't feel the joy and you don't feel the enthusiasm. You don't feel the spirit. You don't feel God moving. You don't feel the encouragement. You don't feel what you felt when you came to an altar of prayer a long, long time ago. You don't feel anything. You don't feel a thing. But I'm here to tell you, if you're connected to the vine, there's life in there. 
There's life in there. There may be some repentance that's needed in your life. You may have to ask God to forgive you of certain things. You may say there's things that have been in the way. God, you've got to do some purging. I've allowed certain things to block the growth. I've allowed certain things, and there's parts that they got to get cut off. And they don't think it makes sense right now. And I tell you, a while ago, it's been a year or two ago, the Sister Vondi, and I try not to talk about this type too much, about a year or two ago, she was out front cutting some bushes down that were, you know, I thought they looked okay, Steph. They look good to me. <laughs> nope. She cut them all the way to the ground, and I said, you've done nothing but kill them things. I, to myself, I said, that was smart. Now they're dead. They're, nothing's there. That's really good. Good, good job, Vondi. Of course, I didn't say that. Hey, hon, whew, look good. You know what? The next season they came back with life. Because the branches, it's not where the life was, it was in the root. It was down deep. They had to be cut away because they were dying. Things were getting in there. They had to be purged. You know it. You felt it. This morning this message is speaking to your heart. You say, yeah, I've been going to this church a long, long time. But I'm dead. My family ain't working out right. Things aren't like I thought they would be. Everything seems like it's falling apart. I've tried so hard to fix everything. I've tried to do it, but it ain't working. And because of that stress and that brokenness and that hurt and that overexposure and all those things that have happened, you as an individual feel as if you're dying on the vine. This morning, as Sister Becky sings, or Sister uh, Betty has a song for us this morning, come forward to an altar, perhaps, maybe within your seat, wherever, but say, Lord, I need to purge some things. There's some things I need to get rid of. Some things I got to get out of my life that are causing a block between you and me. They're in between you and I. I, I thought they were good things. I thought they were okay. I didn't think they were that bad. I didn't really think it would matter that much. I, I just thought it was just a little thing. And, and, but, you know, I, I, I felt defeated. You know, my family doesn't come with me. I, I don't get to speak anymore. I don't preach anymore. They never let me sing. I never get to do this. I'm just a nobody. I'm this. And you've gone through all yeah. Abide in Him. Every branch He cares for. See, I believe many times we get our calling mixed up with what we're supposed to be doing. And this will be the last thing I say. Many times we're worried about the external that we have to do. I'm a singer, so I should be singing. I'm a speaker, so I should be preaching. I'm a teacher, so I should be teaching. I'm an evangelist, so I should be evangelizing. And if I don't get to do those things, why even go? doesn't matter that's not your calling your calling is to be conformed to the image of his son and when he conforms you to the image of his son then you have a song to sing you have a lesson to teach you have a message to give you have a word to share of what he's done in your life Paul in our Sunday school lesson this morning shared what he knew what he had experienced in his life Let's get rid of death. 
Sister Betty sing. Shall we stand this morning? If you need to come to an altar prayer, I invite you forward. If you need to come pray for somebody else or yourself, we invite you forward this morning. I came back to him, a vessel unworthy, so scarred with sin, but he did not despair. He started And I bless the day he didn't throw the clay away. You're praying this morning, some of you can join them. And over and over he molds me. the body.
Sunday morning service, an hour and a half, fix everything within your life by our methods and by our means. But I do believe this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that a heart that is willing to allow God to do a work within their life, that comes with an open mind and an open heart and an open and receptive to God, I don't get it, I don't understand it, I don't know it all. But I'm open to what you have for me. I can share real quickly. I came to a Pentecostal church from a free will Baptist background. Didn't understand a thing that was going on. In fact, rejected and was kind of negative towards some of the stuff. I don't get this tongues thing. I don't understand it. I've went to a good church all my life and heard good preachers. I don't get this baptism in the spirit thing. But then I read in the book of John, in the book of Mark, where Jesus says that it was his baptism. And here's what I want to go on. It says, John says that he will come and save you from your sins. I like that part, didn't you? Boy, I like that. I, I had that part. But then the verse doesn't stop. It says, and he will baptize you in his spirit. I said, wait a minute. I stopped halfway through that verse. Why do I only want half of what God has promised for me? Why do I only want half of what God has given unto me? Why do I just want to stop short? Because I don't understand it all. And I don't get it all. And maybe it's not where I was raised or how I was raised. Well, Jerry came, Watkins came, and I loved Brother Watkins. But boy, when he did them Sunday night services, I dreaded it. Because, oh, he's not going to preach. He's just going to pray and have people come up and all this stuff. But I came forward that night. And I was about right where Brother Duran was, right about there. And Jerry Watkins was here. And I tell you what, as stubborn as mean as I can be, I said, Brother Watkins, I don't want a thing you have. I didn't mean that in a negative way. I don't want anything what this world has. 
But if what Jesus has for me is meant for me, I'm open to it tonight. And I asked my wife and Pastor Tim to come pray with me. And I didn't understand a thing. But that night I was baptized in the Spirit. Because I was open to that. I'm saying that to say this this morning in the next few moments we've been given. You may not have liked the thing that was said today. You may be so mad at me right now. You may be so negative. You may be so hurt. You may be so bitter. You say, please just shut up so I can leave. Well, you've done church really good then today. You've done it great. But why are you not open to what Jesus has for you? He wants you to be part of his vine. He wants to purge you and give you back. You know what the end of this passage says in John 15, Sue? That your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. As they sing one last line, one last verse. If you need to come to an altar prayer, we invite you. If not, we will close after this little bit of the song. I saw the Lord seated on His throne. He was clothed in glory and exalted You don't need to pray. Go around, shake somebody's hand. Let them know you love them. Give them a hug and brother. Let them know that you're praying for them. Let them know that you appreciate them. Let's fellowship with one another this morning. Let's as branches rub into each other. Iron, sharpen iron. Let them know that God loves them and God loves you. Let's go. Let's let everyone know that they matter in the kingdom of God.
Get rid of that dying on the vine. Connect, reconnect, connect to the Father this morning. See? 